1.7 to go for an Atlantic 10 championship. Lee gets it into Jones. His three at the buzzer is no good. No good. The Spiders come pouring off their bench. The Richmond Spiders are Atlantic 10 champions. And their long and winding journey will now take them to the most magical of destinations, the NCAA tournament. Unbelievable. The Spiders are headed to the NCAA. How sweet it is, my man. How sweet it is. We are back for season three, or season two, episode three. Excuse me, I can't even get my words right, but who gives a shit? I don't know what this was. Maybe four, who knows? We're back, and y'all know why. It's because Chris Moody has led your Richmond Spiders to the 2022 NCAA tournament round. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on. Um, Episode we've been waiting for for years, my lord. I, I, we, we both can't believe it. We've got a lot to get into. Um, Andrew and I both, you know, spent the, we spent the weekend together, went to all four games, had an incredible time. Um, so we're definitely going to dive into that, but man, instant reaction. When I tell you Richmond's in the NCAA tournament, can you still believe that's actually a thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's dude. It still like has not totally said it with me. I mean, I've seen it on sports center. I've seen it on like Jay Billis's college pickets and then on CBS, like everywhere I looked, I just, it's still hard to believe. I think, until I see it in person or like on TV or wherever, when the game is actually happening, it, it's not going to feel real. But I mean, dude, watching that confetti come down on Sunday was absolutely insane. We can run through all four games quick, but it's crazy. From where we were two weeks ago, no one thought, I mean, I didn't think this was possible. Did you? How do you feel about it? No, I, I didn't. Um, I mean, look, I thought we could make a run in the 8-10 tournament, right? And I wasn't that shock that we beat VCU. Um, that VCU game was just such a, like being there in the crowd, seeing the players' reaction, the family, the friends, like it was such an emotional win that I thought we were going to come out, you know, for lack of a better term, like hungover the next day, right? Like not actually yeah. hungover, but, you know, emotionally hungover against Dayton. And we saw that we were down, I think, 18 or 15 in the second half. And 15. the guys found a way. And, and I think that was the mess, like the message. I mean, three of the four games we trailed very late in the game. Um, and I didn't think they were going to be able to put that together, like with the age of this team, you know, four games in four days. But, and, you know, every time you and I kind of looked at each other in the crowd and said, all right, here we go. Like, the, I don't think, I don't think they're going to turn the corner here. They yeah. found, they found ways to do it. And I mean, obviously it was on the back of, of just an incredible weekend from, from Jacob Gilliard. I mean, what a, oh, yeah. just a, what a weekend, man. Just watching yeah. Him. Watching him dominate each and every game he played in was incredible, right? Um, he had such a, a historic weekend for Richmond guards of all time. Um, Jacob Gilliard, then, the volume scorer. When have we ever seen yeah, that? Never. Exactly. I mean, he he went insane. You know, Tyler obviously came up big in, in some clutch moments, and um, uh, you know, Grant Golden did what Grant Golden does. But there was Nathan Ko, bro. Yeah, Nathan Ko is huge. Unsung heroes, Matt Grace, which I know we're going to get oh into, my God, but yeah. almost, you know, single-handed, not single-handedly honest, <laughs> put us in position to win the games. And, you know, Gustafson came in, played some great defense on some really yep. good players. So, you know, the team came together, and I think we saw this team at our peak, at, at their peak, and Mooney got them to peak at the right time, and you got to give them so much credit for that. Um, and, you know, we were going to talk about this, but um, I think that each game that passed on, the Spiders crowd got bigger and bigger and showed up. Uh, each and every day and um, that really helped the guys and I think they fed off that energy you know I don't think we played 
we didn't have to play Bonaventure or St. Louis. And I feel like those fan bases are usually pretty good. So once we got over that VCU hump, I feel like, you know, our fans were definitely the championship game more, but for Dayton, we were probably, you know, like for like with them. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that first game URI, I thought we were going to be one and done. I mean, we were down by 15 in that game. I don't know where the points were going to come from. You know, they come out at halftime to warm up. Richmond's nowhere to be found. We're like, dude, are we even going to get any shots up for this warm up? Warm up for like two minutes and they come out, just started firing right away. You know, we felt it and amazing second half, which was hilarious because we played them a couple weeks ago, got killed in the first half, came back big in the second half and beat them. That was great. VCU, VCU led by six at one point, but that was the only game that I felt personally that we were actually in control most of that game. That game was um, a party. Like that was essentially yeah. a party from start to finish, man. It just felt like a celebration, you know? <laughs> it was crazy. Like, oh my God. I mean, both sides, like the VCU crowd was still going at it, but towards the end of the game, they just could not, they, they, they gave up. They, they died. They laid down because we put it to them and we showed up. And then Dayton, 15, another game. Oh, this is done. Like there's no way we beat them. They're more athletic than us. Come back somehow win by four. And then Sunday, what are we down? Six or seven with a minute 30 to go. And I'm like, we're done. They're hitting shots, which they weren't hitting in the first half. Um, Davidson is playing good defense on us. We're not getting good looks. And then all of a sudden, we get a couple good shots. We get to the line. We finally get a call. Absolutely got killed with calls. In that oh, game. yeah. But uh, I feel like every time they had the ball in the second half, they were getting a foul or timeout call that, they, that no one has gotten that entire tournament. But Richmond crowd definitely played a huge factor in that game. I know. I mean, we had two games back-to-back where both sides in the crowd were wearing red, so you couldn't really tell who was who. But the noise in that Richmond section and just all the Richmond fans that were there, you could tell it was a home crowd, and it felt really good. It was probably the best Richmond neutral crowd that we've ever had. Definitely helps that it was in D.C., an easy ride from Richmond and for students to get up there as opposed to New York in the past. But, yeah, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was incredible, and shout out to all the people that we got to meet and hang out with. Some of you probably yeah, not right? But it was a great crowd. Uh, Rocket Bar essentially like became a Richmond hub the Rocket, entire weekend, yes. which was so fun. Um, it, it just turned into like a, a marathon of a weekend between yeah. you know four games in four days. Like I felt exhausted on Sunday night, so I can't even oh imagine what these guys did. Yeah. Um, you dude, know. the last two nights were probably the best nights of sleep I've had in so long. Right. <laughs> And uh, I mean, everyone's and now, right, this team is getting the buzz deservedly so that, that you know, comes with with accomplishing that feed. Gilliard specifically, um, you know, playing he played all 40 minutes in four straight games. It's just Insane. absolutely absurd. And we're not surprised. Right. He never comes out of games anyway. But the fact no, but you that, thought maybe he'd get tired, like shooting or things like that. But it just it no, didn't happen. No, it didn't at all. And so he again, just phenomenal stuff from him. Uh, and. Yeah, I mentioned it already, but like the, the fact that Matt Grace was the hero with the three-pointer in the Dayton game, hero of the and one in the <laughs> Davidson game, like it yeah. was just unbelievable what both you of those plays it. happened. No, you, you can't, can't make that shit and, up. And it just be, it becomes this little like internal story within the team, and it was just so much fun to follow. So, you know, I it, it was just so exciting to be there and be a part of it, and um, you know. Obviously, there was a lot of past few years. There's been a lot of back and forth about, you know, the team's success and, and the view. Past few weeks, too. Right, exactly. Um, and we were thinking that when we were down in the second half to Rhode Island, like, oh, man, is this going to be it? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's safe to say the team and the coaches, you know, shut all that noise up. I mean, 
you know, you have to give them the credit that they deserve for, for getting there with this team. I mean, we, we view this season as, as tournament or bust. It should have been, you know, two years ago and, and they did it. So you have to give them credit and have to be at least somewhat excited for, you know, hopefully Mooney can capitalize on this with recruiting, with keeping guys out of the portal, with getting guys from the portal. I mean, this, this does so much. I was listening to the, you know, coaches show they do on the radio and this does so much for a school in an athletic department when you can have success like this. And I just hope we can capitalize on it and hopefully turn it into maybe a three or four year occurrence instead of a 10 year occurrence, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. We, we talked about it on in person and on the Twitter space, but you know, it is hard to recruit at a school like Richmond, but then you see we're getting on TV, we're getting, you know, posts on the NCAA Twitter account, like who's going to be the Cinderella story this year with a picture of Jacob Giller just going crazy. And you're like, okay, this is the type of, you know, media and attention we need to see if we're going to continue to try to be in contention to get these amazing recruits and, and, uh, and really good guys out of the transfer portal. So hopefully it's all uphill from the program, but I mean, we got a lot to do in the postseason, but we can talk about all of the postseason stuff later. Have you want to dive into into this Iowa matchup, or do you have anything else that you want to talk about on the weekend? In summary, though, um, arguably one of the best weekends of my life. I was crying when we made it, which is like sad, but that's just how much this <laughs> this team and program means to me. So yeah, yeah, no, I just it was such an incredible time. It was so much fun. It felt like I was like flying by the seat of my pants every day. Like just we keep winning, keep buying tickets at 11 p.m. that night to go back the next day. Um, it was so much fun, and like this is what. This is the incredible positives about side that sports and fandom can have for you. And, and I, I hope a lot of you listening are able to be there. I know we talked to a lot of you, so um, that was incredible. Um, but, Shout out Don Forsyth. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's not that's not it, right? The story doesn't end there. Obviously, we got to go to the tournament. And so we got to dance. We got to recite. We were, uh, we were thrown in the Midwest region up in Buffalo. Um, we're going to be playing Iowa um, Thursday, the 17th at 310 Eastern. Uh, as a 12 seed, I was a five. I think you and I, when we both saw that, were a little frustrated. I think we were yes. actually either we were overseeded or Iowa and Providence were underseeded. I, I essentially think in that region, you could flip us and South Dakota State and make us the 13 or yeah. flip Providence and Iowa and make one of those the four or the five. I think we should be playing Providence and, and South Dakota State should be playing Iowa. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, you're looking at a Big Ten champion and who's number 16 overall. I mean, they they fall they do fall right in that four or five seed. But in terms of matchups, I mean, I feel like they should have gotten. Not saying that we're an easy matchup, but you know, I don't know. I feel like we should. I feel like we should have gotten a better matchup in the end of in the end of all of this. But you know, you can't complain. That's where the committee put us, and we just gotta we gotta do our best and go from there. It's it's disappointing. While I'm so happy to be in it, I am disappointed that we're playing Iowa because I do think they are a strong team and they're hot at the right time. Not saying that we're not, but I mean, they just won arguably one of the biggest conferences in college basketball. So it's tough to go up against a team like that, but I'm excited for the challenge. You know, let's see what we've got left in the tank and how much fight we want to put up against this Iowa team. Yeah, exactly. And look, I mean, I think right now the number is at maybe 10 and a half or 11 that Iowa's favored by. So yep. we're not supposed to win this game. And frankly, it's not really supposed to be that close. It's supposed to be a double digit yeah. loss. So I think it's kind of nice to have those, you know, not have the pressure on you, but that that's there for reasons because this Iowa team is really good. They have a consensus all American with Keegan Murray. I think he scores like 23, 24 a game. And he's yeah. gonna, as, as good as the players are in the A-10, he's going to be something we've never seen before. And so 
really curious yeah. to see how we defend them. I think if anything, one thing that does give me some positive, you know, feelings about this matchup is that like a Davidson, they are a high octane offense and not as great of a defense. I know the championship game didn't play out that way. It was more of a defensive battle, but traditionally the games between us and Davidson are more of shootouts and if we're hitting our threes, like if Jacob could come out and be that aggressive on offense and, and we can make some shots, I definitely think we can hang with them on the offensive side. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, can we stop them on defense? Can we handle an yeah. all-American wing player? And then Bohannon, he's been there for like six years. He's yeah. a lethal shooter. Like he's a guy that can light up like nobody we've seen, you know, even like Mike Jones. <laughs> so um, it, it's yeah. going to be really interesting and weird to, you know, we feel like every A-10 game we go into, we should win. And now for the first time in a while, it's like, wow, we're, we're playing a def definitively better team on paper than us. So how are we going to respond? Are we going to look free? Are we going to look loose with nothing to lose? Or are we going to look like a, you know, an inferior team at the numbers and, and you know, kind of common sense as we are? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for us in this game is going to be what can Tyler do on offense as well as defense because the ch chances are he's going to be guarding Keegan Murray, who is an absolute beast. And, like, the three games before the championship, he had an off game in the championship. I think he had, like, 21. He had 32 points in the semifinal, 26 <laughs> points, eight rebounds in the quarterfinal, and then in the game before that, 26 points, eight rebounds. So this team also just, like, Tyler's going to be huge on offense and defense. And I think Gilliard, honestly, I think Gilliard on Bohannon, he has that speed on him. So I think he has a really good chance to defend him well and actually be able to get by him and, and get some good looks. But I mean, for again, like what have we been talking about Richmond all year? Rebounding, they rebound so well. Like they have amazing rebounders. And I just like don't know if we have those kind of guys that can, you know, go up on the glass with them. We've seen it all year. We haven't really been able to do it. So now if we're going against like a really good couple rebounding players, I just don't know how that's going to play out. No, me neither. And, and, you know, maybe I would be – when I was looking at, at their roster, the big men don't scare me as much as their their wing players and scorers yeah. do, you know. But I think this team – you know, Richmond is good enough that I, I think maybe us saying, oh, every time we play a good big man, we're screwed. I feel like we've kind of gone through enough games now where we can – we could like, Brockovich won A-10 player of the year, and, and I know that doesn't mean he's a big 10 quality player, but we held him, mm. I think, for the most part in check. In the yeah, definitely. So, you know, I think we've shown in the last couple of A-10 games that we know, you know, if, if we set out to try to stop someone's best player, best scorer, we can usually do a pretty good job of that. It's just a matter of, I think, by doing that, we automatically leave opportunities for maybe their second or third best player. Like we saw in the championship game, Menenga lit us up. That's because we were doing everything we could to stop Luca and stop Lee and stop uh, Moyer. Right, right. So. So, like, Menenga, I think Mooney said in the postgame, he was like, yeah, we were going to let him beat us, and he almost did. Like, that's how good Davidson is. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that strategy for Iowa, like, Iowa's fifth-best player can still drop 20 on us. You know, like that we got to be cognizant of that. Um, but that being said, I think one thing that's interesting is, of course, like, if our offense is moving, you know, moving around like it should be, it's going to be something fairly new that Iowa hasn't seen before. And so I do think hopefully we'll be able to get some pretty decent looks off our sets you know, get Tyler to the rim, get our shooters open looks, get some good post opportunities for the big men. So again, I, I don't, I personally, I don't think we're going to win this game. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to win. Um, but I would love for us to keep it, you know, just a competitive fun game to watch. Like if it ends up being 85 to 78, you know, something like that. I think that's all we can ask for. I mean, this team is, 
you know, one thing I am worried about is that I feel like getting to the tournament was was everyone's goal, and now it's like yeah. once we're there, we kind of don't know what to do. Yeah, um, but <laughs> so I we think achieve you guys our are... goal and we we overachieve. Like now, what? Right. So I'm just hoping the guys go out there and play free and can kind of you know look like a good representation of of what they showed over the past couple of days. And you know what? That's the beauty of March. Like teams that aren't supposed to win games win games. So I mean that that's. That's all we have to hope for. You know, maybe I was off their game and maybe we continue to play hot. And it's just, it's so hard to predict these games in March because as John Rothstein says, this is March. We have no idea what's going to happen. Like these five seeds lose 12 seeds all the time. It's so like, we have no idea. I hope we just come out, play well, and I hope we win, but I just don't and know what's going to happen. One thing that's interesting is I think everybody is picking Iowa as like, I, I don't yes. know. Like, you know, there's always a common 12-5 or a common 13-4 uh, or whatever. Yep. Um, this one, like, no one is picking Richmond. None of the bracket no people, nobody. And I think Iowa, like, a lot of people are taking Iowa to Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, like, the Final Four. People think they're peaking at the right time. So yep. I do think there's an opportunity for us to kind of sneak in under the radar and, and people don't think we're, you know, okay, they kind of won the 8-10 out of, out of a miracle and they're going to get spanked by Iowa. I mean, yeah, maybe <laughs> that might happen, but yeah. I would kind of rather be in our position than be like a, you know, a South Dakota state where everybody's saying they're going to be Providence, right? Yeah. That, that to me is some inherent pressure. And, you know, the guys seem to build off the fact that, you know, nobody felt we could do it. We did it. Um, and, and so I would love for that to keep going. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants the pressure of being the low seed that's got to beat the up seed. You want to yeah. be the, the, the guys down low. You want to be the dogs that no one's talking about. Yeah. Like you said, everyone loves, loves Iowa. So that's honestly one thing just in the past. I know when I, as a, as a gambler, as a gambler, <laughs> uh, when I, when I love a team, I'm like, you know what, I got to go the opposite because I love this game so much that I know it's not right. And that ends up happening all the time. So we'll see what happens. I think I think it's definitely possible. Anything's possible in March. I mean, ESPN's giving us a 16.6 chance to win this game. So, you know, that's not horrible. No, it's not terrible. I mean, look, we this team can, can beat good teams, and we'll see. And, I, I mean, it would be so incredible to – follow a, a real March Madness run. And I, I you know, I'm yeah. curious to see what like the team, what the fans are actually thinking. Like now that we actually made it, do the fans think we should win a game or we should be a Cinderella? I think yeah. that might be asking a lot personally, just based off of what we've seen <laughs> over the past few years. Um, so if we go out there and, you know, we lose, I just, I'm going to immediately be really interested in like, okay, where does this take us? Cause this is a really big turning point for us. Um, we're losing a lot of key players and we've got a lot of unproven young guys and, What's going to happen there, right? I mean, one thing I mentioned, like we um, were hitting the transfer portal, actually, like the first time ever. So I've seen maybe four or five guys we've thrown offers to. And one of them, like a seven foot big man from Lafayette, like he's between us and Rutgers. And so if we win that, I mean, that's like an immediate showing to me that it, it worked out. And um, I, again, we just I think our goal is for, for Richmond to be more of a you know, St. Louis type of program or St. Bonaventure yeah. or Dayton, right? Like Dayton, they barely got like missed the tournament and they didn't have an incredible year this year. And so I would yeah. love for us to be going there, you know, every three years or something like that. Um, uh, and, and so I think it's going to be big for Mooney to, to try to build off of this appearance, regardless of what, you know, what happens here. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, that win on Sunday was probably our biggest win in, I mean, literally a 10, 11 years. But I would say in terms of our program, this game is a bigger game than the actual win. I know that's hard to understand, but like you said, in terms of the future of this program and where we're looking next year, based on where the team is right now, I think just how we perform and how we fight on this game 
is even more impactful in how next year, next season goes. I could be totally wrong about that. Maybe winning the A-10 is enough for a lot of these potential transfers and recruits, but I think seeing Richmond in the tournament and seeing them be able to play a tight, close game, potentially get a win, that's a huge, huge difference going forward. And you always got to look to the future. It's great to live in the present and, you know, we love that we're doing this and so happy, but I'm, I'm already looking towards next year. Like the minute that clock hits zero and whenever we lose in the tournament, I'm like, all right, this was awesome, but what's going to happen next? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. Um, and, you know, again, I just, I, I, I'm so happy that these guys did get to do this. I mean, oh, we, I think we they, all deserve think they deserved it. Um, they all, you know, de- dedicated themselves to the program and to the school, and they've been great representatives of it. And so it's just so fun to be able to experience this and, um, you know, just going to keep keep riding it out. So, um, yeah. you know, we, we've been tweeting this out a little bit, but uh, one one of the two of us will be there tomorrow as of as of uh, 4 p.m. on the day before. Um, I am uh, Aggie's up in New York. I'm in D.C., so it's a little bit easier for him to get to Buffalo. I really wanted to make it happen, but flights are kind of expensive and uh it's 3 p.m on a thursday and i've got <laughs> more calls so uh, we will have some live covers there um and Addy, if there's anything you want to talk about with that or you know how, how that process is going to be for you feel free my man yeah so it should be should be fun so we're driving up game day morning uh our plan is to leave around 4 35 in the morning nice little six hour drive uh our Airbnb said we can't check in early and they haven't responded to me and or confirmed the reservation yet. And I've sent them like three messages. So I'm really <laughs> hoping that still works out. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get there figure it out, go to the game, try to catch at least the second half of the Providence game. If that's close, see what happens in the Richmond game. Maybe hit there's a, I know there's a Richmond alumni thing tomorrow before the game. So we might try to get in there, get some fans rallied up and then check out Buffalo and we'll see how long we're staying. Yeah. Uh, should be fun. I'm glad the seniors get to do this. I mean, it really makes their decision to come back and all the jokes of them being 30 years old, 28, whatever you want to make it like who the hell cares? We made the tournament like this was our goal. So now let's go out there and just and we're playing with house money. So let's see what happens. And I'm looking forward to getting to Buffalo, eating some Buffalo wings. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I think um, this this whole run has really motivated me to kind of get back into the the, the podcasting frequency a bit. I know it's been a while and um, I think it's because you and I both kind of thought like, oh, this season is just kind of going to tilt, you know, teeter back and forth between like yeah. okay and and bad, and you know, maybe we'll like win a tournament game or two, but nothing will really happen. And now that we're here, it's like, damn, these guys did it, and you know, I think it's going to be such an interesting off season. I, you know, before we made this tournament run, I was definitely kind of speculating that we'd have some people jump in the portal, you know, just kind of with how the outlook was looking next season, but maybe it's going to be the exact opposite, right? So I think it's going to be a really easy, interesting. Uh, you know, postseason and, and off season to cover, and we'll uh, we'll definitely be there every step of the way. So, uh, you know, again, I just wanted to thank everybody for you know the, those of you we met and talked to in DC, and those of us who were probably standing you know four rows behind us tweeting at us <laughs> that we didn't get to meet. You know, it was just it's so incredible to be a part of that fan atmosphere there. And you know, some games we like sat amongst families and friends and players, and just kind of seeing that was really cool. Um, yeah, so definitely. you know, definitely something that I I want to. I would love to experience again uh, in the future. Yeah. I mean, like the dopamine high was like the highest ever. And just like being around <laughs> people that were like just as into it as we are, is like all, all we've been looking for. Um, definitely we'll be hearing more from us. I know we've just been busy and it's hard. Like when, you know, when you miss a couple of weeks, cause that's like, all right, what are we going to recap? Like three right. losses against teams we should have won. Like it's tough to be positive in those moments, but 
you know, we're here for the grind. So we got to, we got to keep it going, but don't worry. You know, we kept that Twitter active. So it's not like we, it's not like we weren't around, but um, speaking of Twitter, we do have some accounts popping up. We can talk about that at a later time, but yeah, I think that might be an off season topic. I don't even yeah. want to worry about that stuff. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, we'll it's like, that. Again, the anyone, second, the second, the clock yeah. hits zero. Yeah. Yeah. But, literally like we were in the standstill and there was someone who had already made an account, like tweeting at everybody who had ever said anything negative about the coach. And it's like, come yeah. on. Man. Like, that was like five feet away from us. I could tell based off all the photos they posted, but yeah, just, we'll get into that later. Let's stay positive. Positive. Yeah, look, I just think people, you know, there's always going to be a uh, disagreement in terms of the, um, you know, what fandom is and what it should be. And, you know, I think as long as regardless, as long as you were there, in the building, um, cheering on the team. I don't really give a shit. So yeah, we're on, <laughs> that's we're on the same team. We're on the same team at the end. So exactly, man. So uh, final score prediction for you, and then we'll close. Um, I think they're going to light us up personally, um, and and my goal is that we're going to, you know, we're going to. I think we're going to answer um, for the most part. So I, I'm going to I'm going to predict the over under is pretty high. I think it's like like one fifty something. I saw. I think I think it's higher than that. Um, I'm going to go. 72 to 60 72 62 i'm gonna say we okay. cover that we cover that half point all right that's close i was gonna go way higher i was gonna go 92 Ooh. 92 81 so i think i think they're gonna score a lot but if we score 81 points in a tournament i mean, I mean that'd be awesome big 10 team, I'll be that'd happy. be awesome yeah <laughs> exactly so um you know what thank you man last weekend was blast doing this doing the twitter doing the regular season was always great but now we get to experience it in the postseason, so let's enjoy it. Going to be glued to my TV at 3 p.m. tomorrow oh, yeah. or, or, or today if you're hearing this uh, tomorrow. Um, definitely, again, thank you, everybody, for listening and, and having fun with us along the way, and let's see what uh, let's see what this team could do in the tournament. Let's do it, baby. Roll Spide. Right. Anything can happen. Do you believe? Let's go. Roll Spide. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Peace. Kendall going to take a fadeaway three. It's good, and he's set by Jerome. Oh! Anderson more. Hands it off to Brothers. The long three. He switched it. The Spiders have a chance to win. Anthony for the lead. Ooh. Trey Davis to inbound. Underneath the basket to TJ Klein. Who lays it up and in with 1.5 to go. Puts it on the deck. And Fake shoots. Oh!